leadings of the Holy Spirit. We're going to follow Him. And He's going to direct our paths in the right way. For you see, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. A good prayer to pray regularly is this. Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. The way that he delivers us from evil is by leading us not into temptation. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will lead you right out of temptation. He knows the future better than you know the past. He knows what's ahead down the road. So I encourage you, heart of the bay, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Walk in the spirit and your steps will take you right into your wealthy place. So last Sunday we talked about F-A-R. If we want to live the resurrected life and live a life free of sin, free of disease and free of poverty... We must follow the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many of you know this? That you're always in the right place. At the right time. With the right people. Doing the right things. That's better than being in the wrong place. At the wrong time. With the wrong people. Doing the wrong things. Say this with me as a way of life. I'm always in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right things. Now, if you say that and believe that, you will have that. Faith is an action. Faith is acting on what you believe. You can program your spirit to faith-filled words which will lead you into a faith-filled life of victory. Believing and saying that you're always in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right things will program you to be in the right place. At the right time. With the right people doing the right things. Man, that was worth your drive today. Whoa, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you follow him, he will lead you. And this life that we're talking about, you don't have to do it in your own strength. I like that. Thank God we don't have to get free in our own strength. Thank God we don't have to walk free in our own strength. See, the Bible says, if you by the Holy Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body. In other words, if you will keep your flesh under and you will keep your tongue in control, you will mortify, put to death the deeds of this body. Glory to God. You see, the Holy Spirit can help you walk in love. The Holy Spirit can give you a peace that passeth understanding. When all the world is biting their nails and their knees are knocking and they're worried about the economy and they're worried about the Republicans and they're worried about the Democrats and they're worried about this and worried about that, you can have a peace that's beyond this world. Walk in the Spirit. And the Holy Ghost will help you. 
He'll help you have peace. Say with me, I don't have a care. I'm full of the peace of God. Who glory. The Holy Spirit will help you be full of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Now the A in the word far stands for avoid. Avoid people, places, and things that bring temptation into our lives. In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, it says, Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it, do not travel on it. We're in Proverbs 4, verses 14 through 16. Avoid it, do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Amen. Then in Psalm 17, let's look over there. Psalm 17, notice this verse, concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips or by the word of God, I have kept myself from the paths of who? From the paths of the destroyer. And then it goes on to say in verse 5, Uphold my steps in your paths, that my footsteps may not slip. How many of you know that the Word of God has a lot to say about being on the right path? Being on the right path. Now look at Proverbs 1 and verse 10. It says, My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. Keep your foot from their path. And so we see how important it is to live this resurrected life. We must be on the right path. Look at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. In the Amplified it says this, But the path, everyone say the path says here, the path of the uncompromisingly right, just and righteous is like the light of dawn that shines more and more, brighter and clearer, until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day to be prepared. What is this saying, Pastor Mark? What this is saying, when we walk in and on his paths, life will be brighter and life will be better. The wrong path can be dark. But I hear the Lord saying, I'm committed to you to keep you on the right path. I love what the psalmist said. He says, I will lead you in the paths of righteousness for my name's sake. The paths of righteousness means right paths. Now, something about being on his path, there's no death in his path. The book of Proverbs says that life is in the way of righteousness. Those who are uncompromisingly righteous, those that are in right standing with God, that have a heart to follow him and to get on and stay on his path, the scripture says there's no death there. There's no disease there. There's no poverty there. There's no depression there. There's no down days there. In the way of righteousness, there is life and there is no death at all. 
I've been saying this for years and years, since the 70s, when I got saved, I got a hold of a little booklet called God's Creative Power Will Work For You. I got a hold of a little sheet of paper by Jim Kaysen called Making Your Redemption a Reality. And part of that confession packet was this statement. In my pathway is life and there is no death. In my pathway there is life and there is no death. Say that with me. In my pathway there is life and there is no death. Do you believe that? No death in the path. No, lo- no lack in the path. Now listen. God saw you and knew you before you were even in your mama's womb. Before I was in my mother's womb, the Lord saw me. He saw you. And he is a planner. And he's an arranger. And he's a connector. He knows how to get you from A to B. And from B to C. And all the days of your life till you get to Z. After all, he is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and he is the end. And he will take care of the in-between as well. He said, I prearranged and I have prepared and planned from before the foundation of the earth, I have given you paths to walk in. Paths to walk in. So that you may live the good life that I have for you. Do you believe God's got good things stored up for you? Now, it requires a commitment then on my part and your part to seek Him. To seek Him. To find out what B is. To find out where C is. Who should I be connected with? Who should I be in league with? Who should I be in fraternity with? Who should I associate with? Where should I be? What should I be doing? Requires seeking. Here's what the psalmist said. Pray this with me. Show me your ways. O Lord, Lord, and teach me your paths. In 2 Samuel chapter 21 and 22 and verse 31, and we're going to pull it up here in a moment. Notice this with me. 2 Samuel chapter 22 verse 31. I must have written it down wrong. I'm sorry about that. But 2 Samuel 22 and verse 31, let me just quote it for you. It says, As for God, His way... As for God, His paths are perfect. Somebody says, don't seem so perfect right now. You just continue to walk by faith and not by sight. And your midnight hour can turn into a glorious morning sun of blessing. As for God, His way is perfect. The Word of God is tried. He's a buckler to all them that trust Him. Now I've discovered this. If I can find his paths and get on his paths, I can get his kind of results. The message says this of this verse. What a God. What a God. His road, it stretches straight and smooth. 
Every God direction is road tested. Everyone who runs toward him fails. Everyone who runs toward him is going to make it. Say it with me. I'm going to make it. If anybody in my family is going to make it, I'm going to make it. Your grandfather may not have made it. Your daddy may not have made it. Your mama may not have made it. But when you made Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you've already made it. Amen. Say with me, I'm going to make it. I'm going all the way on this road tested road. All the way with God. And you know where we're going? We're going to the finish line. Did you know, this is a revelation. Did you know that everyone in this room is going to die? Every one of us are going to die if we don't get raptured. Every one of us are going to, we are not always going to be doing what we're doing right now. Did you know that? So God's given us an opportunity in this little sliver called time to be all in on his path for him. What we do with our opportunities will have much to do with what occurs after we're gone. I believe that God blesses the faithful. But he not only blesses the faithful here, but he blesses the faithful there. Somebody says, would you please explain that? Get back with me about 30, maybe 40 years from now and I'll be able to do it. Pray this with me. Teach me your way. Oh Lord. So how does he teach us his way? He gave us his word. He gave us the Holy Spirit. I love what Psalm 119, 105 says. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The message translation says, By your words I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my path. So here it is, folks. We need to make a decision that we're going to go His way. This is a quality decision. From whom there is no retreat and from which there is no turning back. Amen. I am going with God all the way. Amen. All the way. 100%. Now listen to this. Only his paths for all of us. What that means is this. This means we must not make any more excuses. Creflo Dollar said this. I like this statement. He says, excuses are nails to build a house of failure. Now, if we're going to go all the way with God, we've got to make sure that we have people that are going with us. Surround yourself with the right people. I did that when I got off drugs. I was in a treatment center for almost six months. They didn't know what to do with me. It's not that I was so bad. I was serious about getting sober and staying sober. But they didn't just want to release me back into the Twin City area where all the temptation was because I wasn't strong enough. 
They really didn't know what to do with me. So they kept me there for six months. (laughs) And one of the things that my counselor told me, he said, Mark, run with the winners. You can imagine in a state institution, in the state hospital, how many people were in there from the court system, from different avenues and different walks of life. It was a circus. But they warned me to identify the winners and then to run with the winners. And that really helped me not only to get sober, but to stay sober. Now listen to this statement, because this translates and works into every area of our lives. How many of you know there's winners out there and there's a whole lot of whiners? There's a whole lot of winos out there. Listen to this statement. Separate yourself from people and places and triggers that do not contribute to your quality decision. Now this has to do with the message of faith. Because not everyone buys into the fact that we're healed. Not everyone buys into the fact that according to God's word, we are rich. Yes, I said it. Rich is not a four-letter dirty word. Rich is a Bible word. I said rich is a Bible word. Don't be afraid to say you're rich. Well, somebody says, I'm not rich. I don't have a penny. I didn't talk about what you have. I talk about what's already been bought and paid for you. He was made poor that you through his poverty might be rich. You're already rich. Somebody says, well, I don't even have $100. I call you rich. I call you blessed. I call you blessed coming in and blessed going out. It's not a matter of what you have. It's a matter of who you have. And you have him on the inside of you. Come on, somebody. Now, not everyone in the kingdom of God or in the family of God is going to agree with you that by his stripes you were healed. Did you know that you don't have to get out of sorts with people that don't agree with you? Amen. But you got to protect your spirit. And you've got to make sure that you don't allow that unbelief to get off on you to the degree where you get talked out of what God has talked you into for all these years in the Word of God. Amen? you got to know who you are, know what belongs to you, and build fences around your decision. That doesn't mean you don't let other people in. What, what it means is you establish boundaries for what you're going to talk about and not talk about. We're not going to argue today, ladies and gentlemen, about being as poor as Job's turkey. Because there's no foundation that Job's turkey was poor. How many of you are tracking with me today? Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Run with the winners. Listen to this statement. Run with those who have overcome and those that are serious about overcoming. Listen, folks, a huge key, a huge secret to living this resurrected life is who you with. Who are you spending time with? He that walketh with wise men 
will be wise. But a companion of fools will be destroyed. There are wrong associations on the wrong path. Say it with me in the name of Jesus. I'm walking with God. So R stands for resist. F stands for follow the leadings of the Holy Spirit, right? A stands avoid the wrong paths. Make sure you get on the wrong paths. And R stands for resist. Listen to this now. You can follow the leadings of the Holy Spirit. You can avoid being on the wrong paths. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to be tempted anymore. You can be doing your level best to live for Him. But temptation's going to come. The temptation to quit is going to come. Somebody says, you talk about being tempted to quit a lot. I've been tempted to quit about a million times. But when I hit 55, I said, okay, no more quitting for me. I grew up and I recognized, man, the grass is not greener in Oklahoma than it is in California. The grass sure ain't even green yet in Minnesota. They still got snow on the ground. But you'll, you, you'll be tempted to cast away your confidence. You'll be tempted. God, God will help you in the temptation, but the temptation is going to come. And therefore, we need to get our resistance, our resistant mode real strong. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 13. We're going to have communion in just a moment. Say it with me. I'm far from temptation. I'm following the leadings of the Spirit. I'm avoiding all the wrong paths. And I am resisting the enemy with every fiber of my being. With the name of Jesus... And with the good word of God. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against what? That word wiles there is schemes, plans. Wherefore, verse 13 Take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand, withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, what do you do? You keep standing. You may be tempted five times in the same day with the same thing. If so, just resist him five times. Look over at James chapter 4, verse 7. James 4, verse 7. Resist, 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 resist the drugs, resist the alcohol, resist the pornography, resist the lust of the flesh. Amen? Resist the temptation to lose your temper. Resist it, resist it, resist it in the name of Jesus, resist it.
Let him that stole steal no more. Resist stealing. Here's another. This is a big one. And you wouldn't think that Christians do it. Resist lying. Well, now wait a minute. It's only a white lie. As if there's a white lie, a black lie, a yellow lie, and a brown lie. No, a lie is a lie. A lie is a lie is a lie is a lie. And you know where lying comes from? The lie, the lying comes from the father of lies. Somebody said, well, I, I lied and I got away with it. You think you got away with it. You didn't really get away with it. You just put pause on your harvest that's coming. You know, it's tax time right now, right? It's past. Well, I'm, I'm just going to... You know, I, I believe in taking the benefits that you can on your taxes, right? But what I don't believe is lying and hiding things from the government. I don't believe in that. I believe this, that the integrity of the upright is going to guide them in every area of your life. So when it comes to the government, when it comes to taxes, we must be honest. And here's another one. Don't lie to your wife. Don't lie to your husband. Well, did you like what I made you for dinner? Uh, well. <laughs> well. I'm not talking about Brenda Edwards Thomas. But guys, if you don't tell the truth, you're going to eat that over and over and over again. <laughs> My, I love the fact that my wife is honest with me. I love it. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I can tell she's not connected with me. I hear this word, well. Her dad used to do that in church all the time. Yeah, you know, I, I, I might say something that, you know, maybe doesn't quite, you know, maybe shouldn't be said or maybe it's wrong and just say, well. And go home that day and say, honey, I heard a well. What's up? <laughs> and she'll tell me. She's my helpmate. She's helped me immeasurably. Wives, don't be afraid to tell your husband it's a... Don't be afraid to tell your husband it's a funky looking tie. Now, we're having fun, right? But this is serious business. Lying is serious business. The Bible tells us to speak the truth in love. Some people tell so many lies, they get to a point in their life where they don't even know what the truth is anymore. They've lied to themselves for so long. I mean, look at some of these 
contests on television. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be the next whatever. And they sing, and oh my goodness. They've lied to themselves so long that they think that they're something that they're not. Now, everyone is something. And everyone is somebody. It's just that some people need to get a clue and look in the mirror and tell themselves the truth. So he says, what do we have in communion? Hold on. We're almost... Look at James chapter 4 and verse 7. It's all good anyhow, isn't it? James 4 verse 7. Notice this, the, the progression of this. Submit yourself to God, number one. Then you'll be in a position to resist the devil. And then he will flee from you. If we're not submitted to God, the devil will not submit to us. Is that right? Is that what the Bible says? So submit yourself to God wholeheartedly. And then when the enemy comes, the scripture says, resist him. And what will he do? He will flee from you. Another way to say it is this. If we give God his place over us, we're ready to take our place over the enemy. And then took, look at me in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. Amen. Good preaching, pastor. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. Resist the enemy. Resist the anger. Resist the lion. Resist the lust. Come on, somebody. Resist it with every fiber of your being. Resist it. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Read it with me. Ready, read. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil... As a roaring lion. Now stop right there. He walks around as a roaring lion. Seeking who? Seeking whom he may devour. Now what we should be doing is saying right up front. He may not devour me. He may not devour my family. He may not devour my finances. He may not devour my body. He may not devour my integrity. You may not. Get serious about that. You may not devour me. Amen. You may not depress me. Now notice the next verse. Whom resist, do what? Steadfast with what? One translation says, whom resist steadfastly with your faith. Your faith has not only been given to you to overcome the world and to, and to move mountains and to receive healing and to receive the benefits that belong to you, but your faith has also been given to you for the power to resist. Resist the devil. Resist him. Hold him at bay. That's what Jesus did. When the enemy came 
and tempted him for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. So to resist him, we must know what is written, believe what is written, speak what is written, and act on the written word of God. And the Bible said, he will flee from you and run from you as in terror. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Did you get anything out of this morning's message? Thank God, thank God, thank God.